All right. It's on, boys and gals. Uh, thank you for uh, joining in on Anywhere With Anyone About Anything. No, it's not going to be that formal next time you start listening. And yes, this is how I sound like. I'm your host, JP, and I got my boy on the other side. Yeah, you can tell I'm hyped. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Let's do it. Chris Lopez, uh, don't try to find me because you won't, I hope, at least. Um, if you're interested, though, add me on LinkedIn. Oh, my God. This guy in his LinkedIn. No, <laughs> no lie, though. Find him on LinkedIn. This man looks like fucking George Michael. I tell him every time I see him, beautiful man, beautiful man. I fucking love it. Man, that is, uh, I'm moving back towards the 80s, dude. I'm, I'm looking at the 80s, and I'm like, I'm feeling inspired. Right? With reverence. I'm, dude. I'm, I'm looking back with reverence. Dude, I, it's funny. Like, trends come back. Trends come back. And 80s, I'm about it, too. I'm, I wonder if it's as simple as trends come back. Or if, because like before the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. 2020, mm-hmm. it seemed to me that the 80s were coming back full throttle. Okay. Right. And we were, we were at the, the onset of this like crazy time, you know, like things were getting really chaotic politically, oh. socioeconomic. Things were getting a little hectic, but like it wasn't too crazy yet before okay. the pandemic. This is still, let's say, let's say January 2020, Jan- or February 2020. Um. And for some reason, to me, it felt very reminiscent of, like, what the roaring 1920s was supposed uh, to be, like, the way they, you know, the way they kind of, like, talk about it, the way they idolize the roaring 20s, where it's, like, you know, it's this kind of, like, chaos, but also kind of, like, this boom. Seemed like we could draw some parallels, right? Absolutely. I, I agree, because we were having all that, like, big boom and crazy, and then COVID hit, right? And, and and then it like kind of stopped and halted it. Wasn't wasn't um, prohibition like a big thing? Big thing during the nineteen twenties or right after? Uh, I want to say is it after or before. I should know this. I should know this, but I, I want to say it's before nineteen twenties. I want to say okay. it's before uh, First World War. Oh damn! Because right. uh, never mind. But they did have the flu, the Spanish flu, right? 1917 Spanish flu. Okay, so yeah. 1917 Spanish flu. Also World War One, 1917. Fuck me, maybe I'm just getting my fucking numbers wrong. Okay, fuck no, it. No, no, I mean, but the, the, there is still parallels. 19, There's a parallel. 19, let's say 1917 yeah. equates to 2020, roughly. Give or, you know, you know give, yeah. give or take a year or two or whatever. Hmm. It's another, another pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep going, keep going. You know, I, I, I feel like you want me to say another World War. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, sign me up. It's like I'm already in it. No, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> the the cruel reality. I was just talking to my boy today about this man. It was like, um, I, I genuinely have adopted the the belief that I uh, twofold belief. Uh, first one is, I think we need to disarm our nuclear bombs. Okay. I think the the world, it, 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 what am I trying to say? As a whole, the new the world should get rid of nukes. Yeah, we're gonna start with that observation, mm-hmm. um, which seems like a rational. Yeah, why not? Obviously. Yeah. But when you really observe the situation we're in, you can kind of start to think it's highly irrational that not only one country has nukes, but a, a plethora of fucking countries have nukes. So much so that they could destroy the world over and over and over. Dude, absolutely. There's no. There's no point. There's no point in having it. No, one no, one shoots not. off and everyone's going to shoot the rest. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it, one goes off and, hey, that, hey, it was nice knowing you. That's an irrational 
situation we're in. Yeah. But when you know when oh, you're absolutely. when you're when you're so knee deep in irrationality, the rational choice is therefore the irrational. You know, it's almost like we're in this Overton window, and the concept of not having nuclear bombs is so, so like strong. Everyone was like, "Yes, why the fuck what? do we have these bombs? Yeah. Like, why?" Why is everybody talking about nukes? And then, you know, people are like, oh, you know, it's the end of the world. And, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to make it till next year and like, oh, unpredictability. And, and I'm just like, bro, bro. There's a tinge of anxiety in those, in those words. So right? Like, oh anxiety. my God, here goes World War Three. You know, people will tweet about it. But like, you know, it's interesting because there's, that's being said with, the, the interesting part of that is that there's a tinge of existential anxiety. Oh yeah. Mixed into that. Absolutely. You know, and what makes it so funny is that you, people are talking about it colloquially. They're talking like it's like it's nothing. They, they like talk about nothing. it like it's yes. a norm. Yes. Like yes, it's yes, a yes. norm. And you're over here just like, it's not, it shouldn't feel norm. You should have a, that form of anxiety. You should be scared talking about it. You should be aware. You should be listening. You should try to find some form of action to go against war or against nukes. Mind you. War sometimes can be a good thing. At the, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a yin and yang. It's a I complex think. issue. It's you know, it's very like all real things. It's a very complex issue. And I mean, let's start with the nukes. I my second observation, my second belief that I, I want to work towards is let's get rid of war. Ooh. That's a big one, right? Mm. And that's that's not just an easy oh let's get rid of war. Love is the answer. You know, I don't say that. Neither one of us are coming from a juvenile, ignorant yeah. place of this, right? Negative. Our business, oh yeah, <laughs> our industry, the industry we work in is exists because of war. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what we do, uh, we're both in some form of the medical field, uh, and on top of that, we're both in the Navy Reserves. So if you feel like we're uh, talking out of our assholes, one, we kind of are a little bit, <laughs> right? We're not, we're not smart, but two, we have a little bit of personal experience with what's kind of going on. We have the ability to talk a little bit about it from where we come from. Uh, our point of view may, may seem a little different. You may not agree. You may agree. It's just a point of view. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's, it's here to be argued as, as like, you know, healthy discourse. Yes. But like I said, it doesn't come from a juvenile. You know, our experience with, yes, in the Navy Reserve, for sure. But it, that's an even more complicated issue because like, really, there's no experience with the Navy whatsoever. It's all been with the Marine Corps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Same. like and, and you know and like the Marine Corps' whole bread and butter here is is war. Is that's war. that's what they're designed to do. They're designed to make war fighting men and women like hundred percent. They have to stay angry, which and, is why they're the toughest. And, and you know what? I can't. You know, I I remember going through training. I remember not even boot camp, but like um, combat training in the June mm -hmm. camp of June, mm -hmm. and being like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's fucking go. Right? Fully indoctrinated. They give you that patriotic like mindset. They give you that full gun-ho mentality right when you're about to graduate. You're like, I'm fucking ready to do this. Yeah. And then your ass goes to Orlando, Florida <laughs> at a reserve <laughs> naval base where, where, where you get indoctrinated and you get lost in the sauce. No sponsorship. You're just like, well, who are you? Sponsorship. They, that's a big word. They, yeah. come, they come out looking at you like you're all gun-ho and they're like, hey, calm down. Calm down, uh, Triple Ace. Yeah. Like, calm down, but. Yeah. Like, you're super fit. You come to the to the unit, and everybody's like, just you know, kind of normal. And they're like, yeah, listen, bud, 
you got it's not what you think this is. They're like, oh, you, oh, oh, you just got out of A school, huh? Oh, you mm-hmm. just got out of C school? Yeah, you're gonna get fat in a year. Yeah. Just, just don't mind. You're gonna get depressed just like the rest of us. Don't worry, you'll 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 resign to the fucking <laughs> <laughs> to the bitterness of this reality. You'll be one of us <laughs> yeah. in a little bit. Let it let it die. It is. <laughs> it is. It was heartbreaking leaving Lejeune, coming here to Orlando, right, and then being like, oh my god. I'm stuck in a bureaucracy where I, not only so much bureaucracy, uh, bureaucracy, you so know, much. And, and, and it's like, that's, that leads me back to the rationality, irrational thing, right? It's like, mm-hmm. and, and people who deal with bureaucracies all the time, this, this will resonate, right? It's like, sometimes the easiest, simplest, and most true option is the, the least recommended course of action in this in a, in a bureaucracy yes and not and it can Same. be nowhere more true than in the fucking navy the marine corps or the reserves holy fuck man yeah, i mean we make everything so complex when it really shouldn't mm. i think that's just the way our minds go we you know we think about the future a lot we we tend to overthink a lot we, we us as human beings and 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 you know the military has to do that because they have to weigh in their options right and even even when we're even the people where we're at like at in Orlando like our units the decisions that we have to like have the simple things right we were talking about that earlier when you were in the car and you were you were discussing about parking mm-hmm. parking and we're and it's such a simple thing but it becomes so complex and we're like oh we, you know we can't find five parking spots for these dudes why are we making it a bigger deal than what it needs to be just do find the answer and get it done. No disregard to your parking. <laughs> no, but, I mean, but in general, it shouldn't be complex. Like you said, it shouldn't be complex. We should have simple answers for simple solutions. And although these solutions may not sound simple, the, the, the right answer is in there. We all know what we want it, want it to be. We all know what it should be. And, but at the end of the day, you get challenges from others and people want to throw in their two cents. I think you have too many people in the pool. Too many people in the pool yes. talking and it, it creates... Yes. Kate's disruption. So. Space chefs in the kitchen sometimes too. Yes. Um, it's, it's interesting when, you know, all throughout academia, all throughout education, this and that, the, the, the whole, the mentality is the simplest answer is generally the one that's most true or the one that's most correct, mm. right? That's Occam's razor is the whole thing. That is so far from the truth in a practical standpoint, yeah. especially when you're dealing with organizations of large people, mm. which, again, you know, I have a strong and passionate distaste for bureaucracies, but how else, what is what is the better response for dealing with a huge group of people, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's probably the best one we have right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the unfortunate... The, Roman, the Romans used it, from what I remember. Uh, sure. listening. They, they fucking developed it. <laughs> and then here we are with us using it, and... We're trying to be that same, or if, if not better, uh, society. You know, better, better people. Um, we're also talking about um, character, and I think character has a thing to do with decision making. And when we were talking about too many, too many people in a pool and, and finding that right decision, if you have that good character, and good character is very opinionated, right? But I think we all know what good character is. 
you tend to have that moral that moral good decision. We all know what it is. We all know it's hard, but nobody wants to make that hard decision. Mm-hmm. When you don't make that hard decision, you get shitty results. You get really shitty results. I think having that hard decision, which is the right decision usually, creates a better outcome at the end, but it's a hard pass-through. It's a delayed gratification. Delayed gratification, yeah. which I think, by the way, is so much better than an immediate response. Immediate, immediate gratification, should I say. You have been, for the past, like, I'm going to say, you know, I don't know, maybe five, six months, mm. you have been, mm. if, I mean, if I, could, if I could stamp your forehead with something, it, it would be delayed gratification. Dude, I'm... I have been, yeah, it's, it's like palpable. It's, you could, you could smell it on you, dude. And, uh, I was all about instant gratification prior to like six or seven months ago through two major changes. Um, and so realizing that now I have been able to appreciate the fucking little things, man, the tiniest little things. And I love it. I love it. And I want others to see that. I want yeah. others to appreciate that because I think you'll have a better life, better mindset going forward. And you won't be so hard on yourself. You won't have that form of anxiety or depression that most people feel. Um, so I think delayed gratification is is like a great thing. I think being being able to be patient and wait, do the hard work, be that discipline, and then be that discipline for others. Pass that on, right? Yeah, Pass that on. 100%. You remember that, remember that fucking TV uh, commercial? Pass it on. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, respect. Get, gets on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 100%. Respect. Gets on the bus. Pass it on. <laughs> it's like, that's what my mindset was when I said that. Pay it forward, though. For Pay it sure. forward, absolutely. 100%. You yeah. and I are very, that, that's a mm-hmm. phrase that's been, you, uh, Franco, mm-hmm. and myself, that's been tossed around a lot between us lately. And it's it's definitely, I mean, I, I'm striving to do that. My girlfriend are actually my girlfriend and I are actually been talking about that and like one of the things that like I personally struggled with yep. was school. I mm-hmm. had no you know uh, go to college, I, you know I'm the son of immigrants. My neither one of my parents speak English. I had no idea what I was doing. It was just like a constant uh, clusterfuck one after the other of trying to figure things out. And you know, did my bachelor's. Did my master's. I'm looking back and I'm like, Jesus Christ, so many things I wish I would have done differently. I know now this and that. That is a treasure trove, a wealth of information that I am like trying to pay back to a yeah. hundred types, different types of people that I know are going through that, right? Because it's not just immigrants. It's like there's a bunch of people who are going to school for the first time or parents who don't care enough to explain it to you or like, oh, bro. Yeah, or, I, or people who don't care. Absolutely. And dude, I can relate to that so hard. Like me, what? Eight years ago, you know, young 19, 18-year-old JP going to high, going, graduating high school, going into college, first college, you know, of, of yeah. the first, you know, oldest of four, first one going to school. My parents didn't really go to college. I think my mom might have gone a little bit, but they never really, they never really talk about it. So I, I'm, I'm assuming they never really went. But I had no help. Same thing, all on my own. And I'm over here thinking like, I gotta go take all these classes in this semester. You know, I'm here rushing the fuck out of it. I'm like, I gotta take six classes. Let's oh. fucking do it. School, school from eight to six, you know, yeah. and I had no discipline, right? I was never raised in a disciplined household. And, and that's because my, my parents were divorced. I just had my mom and she was working hard. So I had to, you know, grow up fast and growing up fast meant doing everything else fast. Fast was fast. like, fast was my life, immediate. baby. Immediate. immediate. Yeah. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. Whether I had the control or not to actually handle it, I didn't matter. I had to do it or I was, or I was getting laid up, you know, I was going yeah. under, under smoke. And so... With school in college, like I did that and I fucking failed. 
80% of my classes, right? The 20% that I passed was just fucking electives that didn't mean shit, which is why your boy joined the Navy. <laughs> so it was like a last resort to like, I need to fucking be better at myself. Not realizing that the Navy actually made me stronger. I think it made me more, it yeah. gave me the discipline that I lacked with the speed and mentality that I already had prior. Bingo. Right? It co- and I combine that and right? Yes. Yeah. But I still was thinking too fast. And it wasn't until recently in the past seven months that now I have had this different outlook. So now I feel like I have this discipline. I still have that speed when needed, but now I have this ability to slow down that I never thought I had initially. And so going back to what you're talking about school and passing that on to your friends, like I want to pass that on to my siblings. Like I have my younger sister who's like just about to go to school. She's been home her whole life. And I'm telling you, I'm like, yo, I think you need time to like find yourself and take everything slow with school, right? And she kind of already understands that. She's very mature for age because she's seen all our struggles that we've been through, but she hasn't taken any risks. Mm. And I'm telling her, take all the risks now while you're young because you get we can handle it for you. You're not alone, right? You, we can we can help you out, you know, when you fail. Like failing is great when you're young. You can you have the support system. It's gonna be a lot harder when you're older, right? It's not only great, it's it's almost necessary. Completely necessary. Yeah. It makes it, it helps you grow, it helps you become who you need to be as a person. And so, um, yeah, you got to pass it on. And I think that's, that's where I was going with so passing things on. So, yeah, dude, 100%. I mean, man, you, you and I, this is something that resonates a lot between us is like limiting the amount of things we take on, right? Mm-hmm. This is something that you heard me, yeah, when you I think, last month. Yeah. We, yeah, and I was like, I have to, and it's a lesson that I've, I learned. Yeah. And I don't forget, but then I have to relearn, right? It, you have to create, you have to make it a habit. It's, it's, it's the lack of me making a habit, man, because like, I mean, you know me, I, I, let's go run this half marathon, dude, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, let me get in super good shape. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Let me take on these six classes. Let me Mm -hmm. do this. Let me do that. Let me do that. Yes, yes, yes. I love life. And that's a great thing to do. Which is why you want to say yes to everything. Yes. You want to get, you want to have the opportunity to do it all. And I want to excel in everything too. Which is why you gotta slow down. Which is why you gotta slow down. And you gotta take some shit off the and plate. You gotta got prioritize. Yes, you, got, you, you do. Cut the slack. Cause I mean, the reality is, man, you had that before you joined the Navy. I came back from boot camp and mm. training, mm-hmm. took six classes. So yeah. I was taking, what was it? I was taking Calc, Evolutionary Bio, Biochem, yep. Physics 2. Fuck. Um, I was taking one other class. So I was taking five classes, not whatever. And then I went to go do the FMF yeah. Academy. What an utter failure, man. Dude, I remember you telling me, you were like, yeah, I'm going to go try to do this FMF stuff. And I'm like, oh, yo, get it. Let me know what you need. I'll help you out. Best you can, you know. And then when you told me, it was like, you went to New Orleans and it, it didn't go so hot. It did it, and no, you, it did not go hot. Yeah. Yeah. And it, went. You know, I'm there with you and you're like, yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't happen. I was like, it's all right. Like, what happened? And you're like, I'm doing this, this, and this. And you were like, I think I have a lot of my plan. And I was like, I was like, that sounds like a fucking lot. I get it. Like, I get why. Yeah. And then working... I was working in Claremont, which is about an hour drive from here. It's yeah. 50, 50 minutes here. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy to me. Working in Claremont, I was a medical assistant. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. 12.50 an hour, bro. 12.50 an hour. Yo. Which, like, I don't, you know, of course, inflation and this and that. And this was 2019. 12.50 an hour, it's cute. bro. That's that's cute. It wasn't even worth my gas. I'm You're, like thinking back to that. It wasn't even worth the gas I, I was know, spending, bro. bro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was doing that full time. Those classes, trying to work out this and that, and then the FMF thing, which like, dude, I you know, I really do. I 
being a corpsman is like the, I mean, you know, not to get corny about it, but what an absolute like honor and privilege. It's the best fucking rate. If if you if nobody agrees with us, it's the best fucking rate. Yeah, man, you're 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 jacked if you, if you join the navy to be literally anything else. Be, Shy of being a navy seal. Be a yeoman. Yeah, go be a yeoman. Be, yeah. be a paper bitch. Be a, be a CS. You know, so, I'm gonna be, piss off some people with. Yo, that. We, we're gonna piss yeah, off a lot of people. Some people hey, off, but hey, and so be a, hey, it's, it's all love, baby. It's all love. Again, you won't find me, uh, but add me on LinkedIn. You, you'll find me though. Yeah, My fucking names as the author in this fucking podcast. <laughs> They're gonna fucking knock on my door. Hey, get the fuck out. You get dragged out by a bunch of PS. Hey, oh. bro, it's gonna take a lot of yeomans Yo. to drag you out. Yo, bro, fucking just start throwing pens on my fucking face. <laughs> Man, oh, it was it was a big hit. It was a big hit to not like. First of all, I had never failed at anything that bad. Mm. You know, like I, you know, I had minor failures, but like to care about something that much and fail that hard about getting my FMF pin. Um, which like, you know, I had to take that one on the chin, dude. It was so embarrassing, but I had to take it on the chin. Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you feel like that helped you grow a little bit? It did a couple things. Okay. Um, I came back, right? Yeah. Immediately the di- so it, that was, I flew out Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, so Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, came back Sunday night, right? S- my flight was super delayed. I was actually mm-hmm. on the same flight as my boss. Interestingly enough, whatever. Yo. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that happened. That's funny. Um, and I think they didn't believe me I was going to New Orleans, which was a hilarious because then I was like, yeah, I'm going to New I was on the same flight as them. Got delayed. I got home at 1 a.m. Monday comes around, 7.30 a.m. I have a biochem exam, right? Get out of my biochem exam, go to work at 11. What? Dude, already like, you know. You're this already is- starting hard. Already starting really hard. Haven't even had a real chance to process. Process. You had a chance to process anything. Relax. De- you know, nothing, decompress. Dude. Nothing. You just like, hey, get the fuck up. And I'm on like on the short flight from New Orleans, and I was on the at the airport just trying to study for this biochem exam. Super stressed. Already having a bad time. It was just you know a confluence of events. I get home that that night, Monday night. It's been a fucking day. Yeah. You know, it's been a weekend. Whatever. You know, everybody gets them. I get them all the time. And I just sat down and I was like. There's things that I can't accomplish with, you know, all the discipline in the world. There are things I can't accomplish, yeah. you know, because up to that point, I was, you know, going, 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 going. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it all. And I'm going to do it at the highest level. And the way I'm going to do it is with the proper degree of discipline and organization. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, that had worked <laughs> out. Yeah. Up until that point, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, that's when I was like, listen, no amount of discipline is going to have have me make 25 hours out of this day. You know, so, yeah, that was the first time I really learned that lesson. I did. I did grow. I did grow out of that. You know, I, yeah. did, I did experience growth, which is why I said, you know, failing is very important. Dude, failure is key to life. And I tell a lot of people that. And I've had some people who are like, you know, like our boy Franco, right? Like, yeah. That man. That, that man, man. I love him. That man is in love with life. Uh, and I love that. And yeah. I, I think it's because not only I push him, you push him. He pushes us. He pushes yeah. himself. And, and that's an energy, right? And so, um, but but back to failure, right? Like, I think. Shout out to DJ Franco. Yo, shout, yo, shout out to DJ yeah, Franco, honestly, by man. the way. Yo, my killing man. Right now. Yo, he's killing it. Yo, he's up in Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know, he's a, he's a brand new DJ started. And, yo, he's going to kill it. I'm telling you right now. He's going to kill it. He's a good dude. But um, no, so talking about failure, right? Like that man's taking a risk right now. Like that man, 
you know, he's doing his schooling. I know he's 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 doing full time work over there, um, and now he's taking this on. And I think I think Franco has had, I think I, I want to say Franco has had challenges. I'm I'm not gonna speak out of it because out of respect, but I know he's I, I think he's had some definitely some big challenges in the past that we've talked about, and um, I know it's made him like wiser, mm-hmm. right? Wisdom, right? Wisdom comes from those who've gone through tough things, and tough things makes you a stronger person. And um, I think that's my example with Franco is like what he's doing now. Now he's pushing himself to do something new, taking more risks. And if you're not taking risks, you're not living life. If you're not taking risks, you're not living life. If you're not failing, you're not trying hard. Yeah, I, that's absolutely. That's reality. Dude. I, shit, I failed yesterday. Dude. I was just telling you about Yeah, it. you tell me about that. Yeah. Dude, I, you know, I'm, I'm studying for the MCAT full fucking time right now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm on full throttle studying for this eight-hour exam. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm doing research at the school. So, you know, I'm getting ready to apply for medical school. I'm doing all these things, mm-hmm. right? I took a, a very, very, very serious risk by quitting my job because all these things require a lot of time. No, absolutely. So much so that I can't just work my full-time job right. and do this, right? Priorities. You got you to gotta, you gotta hone in yes. on what you want, Yes. right? Because if you don't, you're going to live in resentment. I am. You know, it, it, I wouldn't accomplish my goal. Yeah. And it's, it, it is an investment. Right. It's no matter how I look at it, it's an investment that I'm making in this moment, and I'm delaying gratification to get it later. Yeah. Right. Because you know I, I am gonna get into a damn good medical school. I'm gonna be a damn good doctor. And I love I love right now how you're saying it. I am. I, I am. I am. I am. It's mentality. It is. Right. It's it is. really big. You gotta tell yourself that you're gonna fucking be able to do it. You gotta tell yourself that I will be able to do it. Delay my last. But you gotta tell tell yourself I will be doing it in the future. Because you know. Manifestation is probably a big thing that I've been learning a lot about in the past six, seven months. And um, you are who you want to be. Yeah. And not a lot of people get that. Like, a little, I, I think in society now, especially here in the United States, personality is bigger than character. And we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of people want to be like, a lot of people want to be something that they're not. A lot of people want to be somebody else. A lot of people want to be this. But if you're, if you're doing that, you're not, you're not enjoying life for yourself you're enjoying life for somebody else. you're enjoying somebody else's life and that might not be something you want to be doing and it's because you're scared to take a risk it's scared to be yourself it's scared to be vulnerable and nobody wants that nobody wants that f- true fear of anxiety and nobody wants to take accountability for it and we want to t- accept it and take that responsibility like yo i fucking did that i fucking failed i gotta fucking go back and do it again yes because most people fucking stay down there and they get scared and they don't want to try again they wallow they wallow, they hide in, they shell in, and then guess what? They're at a fucking mental institution and up in fucking Rockville, Maryland. You know what I mean? Or that mental institution down here in fucking, like, fucking Orlando, Florida. And then you're over here like, why is mental health such a big thing? And it's because I think people aren't guided into taking big risks anymore. They're just scared and they're being fake. And now I'm rambling off, but let me stop. But let um, me let me just say that I I get it. You get it, right? I, I agree because like I feel fear for the slightest things every now oh, and then. Oh, all the time. You know, and, and like I, you know, to say that I don't, I'm not terrified of the things that I put my energy, time, and, and attention into, right? Like yeah. the, the fear of failing. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what other choice is there? There's not, nothing else. Not doing? Yeah. You know? I'd um, rather, I'd rather try and fail bingo. than never do it at all and live in resentment. 100%. You know what I mean? Oh, that feeling. Oh, that would be the worst feeling. But ever. that's something you have to learn. You do. That is a reflex. It is a reflex because you don't actually... I think a lot of people don't realize, at least for my, my example would be like for me, like I didn't realize it was in a form of resentment until after it failed. 
And then that resentment went away. And then I, would be, I started becoming happy. And then I was like, fuck, I was really feeling shitty before I even failed. Mm. Before I was failing, I was feeling super shitty because I didn't take the risk. And I let it prolong and prolong. But I knew what I wanted to do. And I was letting it prolong and prolong. And that just made myself feel worse. And then I started feeling shitty. I started looking shitty. Shit, I started gaining weight. I wasn't happy. I wasn't sleeping right. Until that fucking failure came, wallowed through. But guess what? I got my fucking two feet back up. I came back out. And now I'm living my best fucking life right now. And actually, I'm living pretty good. Yeah. Living I mean, good. It's not the best. It's not the best. Right? But that's, that's the best I've ever seen. You. But it's the best I've ever felt, best I've ever been physically, mentally, spiritually. Like I'm fucking pushing and like I don't want that to stop. So I'm I'm wanting to take even more risks going through the pain. You know what I mean? So if anybody's listening, take that fucking risk. Go ask that girl out. Yeah. Go take that go take that trip to fucking Hawaii if you've never been. Go 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 fucking steal that candy at the grocery store. You know, go take that risk because you're gonna learn. <laughs> you know, and you're gonna fail. learn. Yeah, and then fail. It, and then fail. God, <laughs> don't get caught, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, we talked about this the other day, right? No, the, the self concept theory of self identification of yeah, like, yeah. you know, you have your uh, your ought self, your actual self, and your ideal self. When you said that, bro, I was like, oh fuck! I was like, I started writing down like, who do I think? How do I think I am? What do, what do I think people think about me? Good what, man. What type of That's person do I want to be? And I started writing it down. And I was like, I was like, fuck! It's two out of three. <laughs> Yeah. I, was, I was like two out of three. I was like, all right, I gotta go fix this. But okay, perfect. Let me let me ask you: At what point do people like you and I have our ideal self way farther, right? And 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 it, to some degree, I think that needs to happen because I, I don't. I exist in a world of constantly striving for goals. So I think you're never fully your ideal self. When I started write writing, some people are. I think to an extent. Might be complacent. Maybe. But I think your ideal self is always changing. Because the world changes, situations change, people it's change. It's fluid. So your ideal self, although you have an idea of what your ideal self is, mm. it might not be the same five years from now. It might not be the same ten years after that. Because there's so much change happening. But what you kind of can't control is how people perceive you. From, but that's your own mind. I think that's your own opinion. Mm. That's your that's straight your own opinion. To an extent, because it's obviously honesty from that person coming back to you. management. Yeah. So, and this is why I was telling you, you are who you are around. And I think it's usually the people that you're around, you start to kind of morph into that type of person. Or you morph them. Or you morph them, depending on the energy, like energy or who, who's, who's being the alpha, not alpha, but the big dog or who's, who's pushing, who's pushing who, who's pushing and who's pulling who is a big thing, right? And then. I think that's a big thing. Who's so, anchoring and who's bringing someone to flow? Hey, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's a big one. Yeah. So um, I think I think we have a pretty solid crew. Honestly, I would agree. I, I would honestly agree. think we have a, like a super solid crew. Um, just from like the military aspect, I think our crew is really tight. We're all honed in. We're all gun ho. We're all like a true brethren. And I I fucking like, I hope that never I hope that never leaves. But things will change, and it's it's probably inevitable that it will change a little bit here and there. But I hope we all get to stay in contact. 20, 30 years from now, I'd be like, yo, what up, motherfucker? How you What's doing? Up, man? Yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah. who's going to carry the boat, motherfucker? You know what like- <laughs> I would definitely say that some of us, I, without a doubt, I think we'll, we'll I think say. We'll- there's, a, there's a tighter knit crew. You know, there's, it's very interesting because it's the ideal network, yeah. right? Because like some connections I have with some people are way stronger than oh, others. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's it, like, in, in, like in any network, of course. But like what's interesting about it is the people, the constant 
influx and people leaving, people going on deployment, yeah. people coming back from deployment. Yeah. You know. it, it, especially the people who make a strong impact, they leave an impression in your life, right? Yes. And the ones who leave an impression in your life, you usually want to keep them around, usually a lifetime. Like I have my boy Alvin who lives up in Maryland. I haven't seen that motherfucker in like, what, two, a year and a half, two years since you came, since you met them. Since Daytona. Yeah, yeah. since Daytona came down. But I've known that man for about almost 12 years now. And I can text him right now randomly and be like, yo, dog, how you doing? And he'll hit me up right back up and be like, doing good, bro. Long time to see how you doing. You know, how's life treating you? Like, that's my boy. You know, yeah. we made a strong bond when we were up in high school. Like, a strong, tight bond where we, like, were, like, cl- like close as, as as close as you can be with a friend. You know what I mean? Like, and, and here and there, we'll talk. He'll tell me about his issues that he's going through. I'll tell him mine. I'll tell him, you know, stay motivated. He told me to stay motivated. And, you know, it's that push and pull, baby. But, like, we keep that connection going. And so... Um, I definitely think we're gonna have that that connection keeping on through the, for the rest of the years, and I think that's I think that's key to life too is like keeping a form of community between people because then one you never feel alone. Oh, by the way, you're you're never alone because you always have yourself, but you're never alone, right? And big, then, big stoic, big like stoic, I, yeah. You know, like I said that, you like I had never you know that, and I was yeah, like, yeah. you're never alone because you got yourself, right? But um, but you you truly are never alone as long as you're willing to open and accept community accept others, accept them for who they are, you know, try not to judge, try not to make assumptions, you know, so, I mean. That's really hard for, for specifically in the veteran community, man, like, I, I volunteer at the VA, and it's like, sometimes it fucking, sometimes it hits me hard in the gut, dude. Dude, I, I get that, actually. Yeah. Um, I have some patients of mine who, who come to me, and they're, they're, you're, they're, they're, they're veterans, you know, they're, they have that TRICARE insurance. And, uh, or the VA, you know, that yeah, VA yeah. insurance, right? And they'll come back and they'll see me. And I've met some who are fucking loving life, right? They'll tell me their stories. They'll tell me how they're still talking to the people that they've met in the past. Or they, yeah. they've had in the past. Maybe not as much, right? Because, you know, everyone's living their lives. But at least they have that communion. He makes the attempt to go to functions. He makes the attempt to go to organizing. He does it. He puts himself out. He does the work to keep himself happy. Then I've met some who are miserable. They hate lives. And they, t- you know, oh, you know, uh, you know, I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't, 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 can't. And I'm like, you can, you just won't. You can, but you just won't. Yeah, they, maybe they won't talk to you anymore. Maybe they won't, but this doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Go find somebody else now. Go find a group. Go to a different fucking veteran association society. Uh, pool table, you know, or, or whatever group, you know, you gotta, or maybe people who are veterans, you yeah. Know, that, that's oh, and, and by the way, not just strictly veterans, just yeah. people in general, yeah. Like I've I've had some friends who I text and I'll hit them up and I get nothing back, right? And I can wallow and be like, "Fuck, I'm alone. I have nobody to talk to." Or I can be like, "All right, fuck them. They don't want to talk to me, right?" Or, or you know, I don't take it personal. Normally, I don't take it personally, so I'm just like, "Oh, whatever. It's okay. You know, live your own life." But but if I'm constantly trying and I, I, I know that they're avoiding me. There's a threshold. Like there's yeah. a threshold, right? There's one where you're hitting somebody up and maybe they're busy. That's fine. But then you're hitting somebody up and they don't want, they don't want to hang out with you. Okay, bye. Yeah, then go find somebody else. Yeah. All right, move on. Very, very, very few individuals in my life, which like, you know, I have my, my circle, my small circle. Yeah. But like even smaller than that, there's very few individuals that like if they stopped hitting me up, it would, it would hold me down a lot yeah you know of course i got my girlfriend yeah who i love to death my family yeah this and that but like outside of that man even even the people i love you never know right like you have to be and, and this is a, a very skeptic way of looking at life but like you have to be self-sufficient dude and i was i was talking to garcia um 
about this, and we were talking about attachments. Attachments. And as humans, I think we are, I think we're designed to feel a form of attachment people, right? We know we're raised by parents, and mm. then they coddle us, and then we, we have we form that bond, and then we don't want to lose them, and then we have that form of grief when they're gone, right? Vice versa when you're in a relationship, vice versa when you're in a friendship. But you also have to understand that it's not forever. So you have to be willing to accept to be alone. And you have to be okay being alone. That's difficult. It's hard. That's difficult. And that usually comes from, you know, I mean, you could you could kind of like see where that comes from in terms of having a secure base. Yeah. Initially, like, you know, when you're younger or, or you know, whatever. But like that also comes from the difficulty of, hey, I've given so much to this person. Yeah. They're going to take this with them when yeah. they leave me. Yes. you got to give me two seconds. Do your thing. I know we already talked about this. My boy, he has a phone call. He has to help his boys out. So now it's just me. So earlier, uh, Lopez and I, we were having a conversation about uh, the attachments. And we were talking about um, something. I was like, yo, how he raised? And, you know, he was letting me know, you know, he was divorced. Or his divorce. Uh, his parents had divorced young. And I was like, that's so funny. He's talking about his other buddy, and his other buddy had parents that were together. And I was like, okay, let me ask you this. Do you, does, does your buddy have that sense of uh, uh, of some form of anxiety when he, when he comes attached to somebody? And we're like, no, he's just on his own. He doesn't give a fuck. And I was like, interesting. So I, I came to the realization, I think we've all kind of realized this, when you're in a secure household with two parents, you know, you're, you, don't, you don't, I don't think you get that kind of, fear of an attachment anxiety ever. I think you're able to let go of things pretty easily because you know what a what a um, what a true um, unconditional like form of attachment is. Whereas I think if you're kind of have that that divorcee kind of family when you're young, you 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 hold on to attachments harder um, because you lost something so young and you weren't able to probably comprehend it. And so I think that's what kind of happens to maybe most of us now, especially in a, in a world where it's very toxic, I think, with, with, with relationships and just the way the world is right now with technology and social media and this impression of impress, to impress um, rather than be your, your character. So a lot of, a lot of factors into play, but... That's just something uh, Lopez and I were talking about just a couple couple minutes or an hour or two before we started doing the podcast today, and um, yeah, so that's that's kind of a mindset on that. Um, while I have you guys on this little break period, um, so this is really episode one. Obviously, you guys already realized that. Uh, we'll see what the flow is for this. Um, probably maybe like a biweekly tri-weekly I have to really see you know how often I can get somebody over or how often I'm going to try to get recordings in and then play through I want to keep it consistent um try not to keep it too long it's kind of long already um but we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll give it a couple more minutes um depending on when Lopez comes back but um yeah so the, the podcast right why why am I doing this I think this is more of an outlet for myself to be able to kind of meet new people experience new things um i also want others to kind of just dive in and learn some things have a good laugh kind of dis- disassociates out- outside of the world and just have a place to just think and learn something new maybe or maybe not learn something new and just laugh off on some bs stuff um 
the setup that I have is pretty simple, so it's it's probably gonna be moving around a lot. Um, this kind of background noise you guys are kind of hearing right now, although you guys probably didn't realize it, is probably gonna be a little bit of a norm thing with the mics that I have for a little bit. Um, we'll see how this goes. Um, but literally just a fun creative outlet. I'll probably get some more new people coming into play in the coming weeks, and then you know you guys are hear different conversations and different stories, or maybe be the same person you know for a little bit here and there. I don't know. I love talking, so and I love listening, and I love others to talk and, and open up and and tell them about their tell us about their lives and what they've gone through and what they're what they're experiencing. Um, you know, I don't want to keep it one sided opinion all the time. Um, so yeah, so this is really what this this is about. In, it's called anywhere with anything. I'm sorry, anywhere with anyone about anything. I might I might change it to just anywhere, anyone, anything. I don't know yet. I'm still kind of developing a, a flow or a strategy for this. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's actually October 29th right now. It's Saturday, uh, so we're all about to head out soon. Um, go to this Halloween esque down in uh, Orlando and rage on and, and have a good time. Um, so you know, uh, going, you know, forward, we'll, we'll see when, how far out I can actually place these, these podcasts and actually post it up, um, through, if you guys are listening, you probably listen to this to either RSS or Spotify, that's really right now, the only two places that I'm going to start pulling this out for now, maybe Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and, and something else, it's pretty easy to kind of pull out your, your videos, which is what I learned, I'm still kind of learning the, uh, the sound system on this, so, you know, bear with me on that, but, you know, so far so good. I'm having a fucking blast doing this, and uh, I'm glad you guys are listening. If you're still on here, so if not, hey, that's cool. <laughs> but if you are, then you probably are hearing what I just said. And if you're not, you never heard it in the first place. It's kind of funny. Um, what other things that I kind of want to talk about today is really just—it's really just that. I mean, that's kind of like a—that's kind of, yeah, that's a pretty good first episode coming through into play. Um, Maybe next time we'll hone in on some funny stuff, some current events. I don't know. Like I said, it's it's really just off topic and out of head. But, um, yo, so sounds like it might be taking a little bit longer than what I thought. And I think we've gone pretty good on the length of this podcast. So, hey, yo, so next time uh, we'll, we'll play by ear. We'll see what happens. It might stay around 30 to 45 minutes is kind of what I'm shooting for uh, as far as episodes go. Um, glad you guys are listening. I hope you enjoyed it, you know, for the most people that are listening to it, you usually, you probably already know who I am, so, hey, you're more than welcome to give me some tidbits and advice, I'm super open to all of it, um, and, yo, appreciate the support for all those who are, yeah, uh, so, until next time, have a good day, guys, and, uh, peace out.